0: me verses 1 through 14 amen the book of Genesis chapter 22 verses 1 through 14 I'll be reading from the King James Version so those of you with other translations bear with me amen Genesis chapter 22 verses 1 through 14 and it reads and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. And said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. And get thee into the land of Moriah. And offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey, And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son Amen. You may be seated. I want to title this, A Photo of Jesus. Amen. I want to subtitle this, God So Loved the World, Part 1. I got two points for you today. Obedience and faith is covenant behavior. And point number two, a God who shall provide. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity once again to preach this gospel to your people, God. Now allow me to be used to always edify you and glorify your holy name and your word. As always, Lord, I'm here to convict the sinner and encourage the saint. In your name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Let me give you an introduction to this text. Photos have become a cultural phenomenon in our society. Photos capture what's in the present and makes a part of the past that you can look back on. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and MySpace are all full of photos. we come across photos of babies, weddings, graduations, birthday parties, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, vacations, and the latest craze, the selfie. Some photos have visual, visual images that remain forever etched in our minds. For example, Many of us remember the photos of September 11th of the two planes crashing into the World Trade Center. How about O.J. Simpson riding on the freeway being chased by police, having been accused of murdering his wife and her friend? Can you believe that that was 20 years ago? Sports fans, you ever see the photo of Muhammad Ali standing over Sonny Liston, swinging his arm telling them to get up, chump. They won't believe that I hit you with a punch. Last but not least, how about the photo of President Barack Obama being sworn in as the first African-American president, standing beside the first African-American first lady. Now ultrasounds are photos that provide a glimpse and preview into the future. Parents Think about it. The first time you found out what you were having and how excited you were. Today, in the book of Genesis, we're going to get several photos of Jesus that will give us a preview of how Abraham's covenant behavior, displaying his obedience and faith to God and to the angel of the Lord, will be a blessing to all of humanity. Now, would you be so kind to thumb through these photos of Jesus with me? Amen? Let me give you some background on this text. Here we are at the beginning of Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, reading about how God calls on Abraham to test him. First off, let me tell you who Abraham was. Abraham was a man who was 75 years of age when, with his wife, Sarah, who was barren and had no children, received a call from God to leave the life he was currently in And leave his country and family and go about 400 miles to a land that God will show him. Now in 2015, some of you will have to answer the same call from God as Abraham did. You see, Abraham was promised by God that he would become a great nation. His name would be great. And in him, all the families of the earth would be blessed in Genesis chapter 12. With that statement... Think of Abraham as the beginning of that promise and Jesus as the fulfillment of that promise. Abraham is also affectionately known as the father of faith because in Genesis 15, God told Abraham, while at the time his wife Sarah was barren and couldn't have children, that he would have a son of his own and his descendants would be as numerous as the stars. And you know what? Abraham believed it. And God declared him righteous just because he believed that. Abraham was also the forefather of the nation of Israel. His name means father of many. Someone might be thinking, why would God test Abraham? That's a good question. So here's the answer. The King James Version of the Bible uses the word tempt, which is the Hebrew word nesah, according to my study Bible, which means to provide, to prove the quality of. God is not tempting Abraham. Let me be clear. God is testing Abraham. And in 2015, God is going to test all of you. You see, he's testing him about his covenant behavior. You ever heard of a test drive? Whenever you test drive a car, right, you test the quality of it. You check the engine, the brakes, the turn lights, the stereo, and the transmission. It's the same thing with God. It doesn't mean to try to persuade to do sin. A.D. Wilson, a great theologian, commented, everything God gave to Abraham was in the covenant relationship. You see, God family tests to mature our faith in him and substantiate our obedience to him. Now, on the other hand, Satan tempts to contaminate our faith to God and sabotage our obedience to God. We all know a holy God would not tempt us with sin, for James 1 and 13 says, let no man When he is tempted, say I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. And verse 2, God gives Abraham a clear command to offer up Isaac, his son. Now, I don't know about you, but this probably would have been a time I would have told God to repeat himself about 30 times. God, are you serious? God, stop playing, God. God, come on now. Listen, Isaac was his son that he had waited 24 years to have. This was his baby boy. This is the one, the promised child, and now you asking me to give that child up and asking me to do the killing of my child? No, that, that defies logic, people. You can see what Abraham was dealing with. He had to deal with this, and some of you in 2015 going to be dealing with some things that defy logic too, but just trust in God. I'm telling you, it's going to work out. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So we, we see him having to offer up his son, Abraham, I mean, Isaac, and, and, and he says, take now thy son, thy only son, whom you love." It. Imagine, not only is he asking you to offer your son, he's describing them in words that make you think about how much you love, how much you want to hold on to that thing he's asking you to let go. But I'm telling you, If you just obey God, it's going to work out. Now, notice in the text, God mentions the phrase, thy only son, three times throughout this chapter. First in verse 2, second in verse 12, and third in verse 16. Well, how come? That's a good question. Well, this is in reference to Isaac being the son of supernatural birth and the covenant child born to Abraham and Sarah as promised by God at Genesis 17, verse 19. You see, Sarah was barren. She couldn't have children. But God, God came along and told Abraham he was going to have a child. And now he's asking Abraham to give that child back to him. Another thing I observed in the text is the word love is used for the first time in the Bible. Did you know the Heavenly Father is speaking from heaven during the baptism of Jesus when the first time the word love appears in the three gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke? I mean, the Gospel of John mentions the term love more than any other book in the Bible. John 3.16 is the first occurrence of the term love in the Gospel of John. Now, I know what you're thinking because I was thinking the same thing. Why would God use words like this? You see, it's simple. This description of Isaac would magnify the cost that Abraham would have to pay to obey God in the covenant. You see, I recognize also in verse 2 that God gives him the location as well, the land of Moriah. Now, the term Moriah means scene of God. It's also the place where King Solomon, the third king of Israel, and the son of King David, the second king of Israel, built the temple in 2 Chronicles chapter 3, verse 1. Now, throughout the Bible, mountains are usually recognized as places of divine revelations. It also states in verse 2 to offer Isaac up for a burnt offering, which again begs the question, what is a burnt offering? Boy, y'all keep asking these great questions. I'm going to keep giving you great answers. There were many types of offerings in the Bible. Here are the five main types of offerings, which all can be found in more detail in Leviticus chapters 1 through 7. You had the grain offering, peace offerings sin offerings, guilt offerings, and burnt offerings. Now, let me tell you more about the burnt offering since that's what God is telling Abraham to offer Isaac as. A burnt offering was the offering of an animal, of a young bull, turtle dove, goat, lamb, or young pigeon. Now, all had to be without spot or or blemish. They had to be perfect, y'all. Now, what made this so significant is that the laying of a hand while you were offering up this animal, symbolized that animal taking your place. Now, sin atonement and restoration with God were a major theme of this particular offering. Burnt offerings are also known as that which goes up to God. See, the entire offering was to be burnt on top of the altar. Amen? So let's reflect, family. Think about this. God has told Abraham what to take, Isaac. Where to take it, Moriah, and what to do with Isaac? Offer him up as a burnt offering. Amen? Point number one, obedience and faith is covenant behavior. And verse 3 and 4 reads, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. When I look at verse three, I can't help but observe Abraham's immediate response to God's command in this covenant relationship. By the way, did I tell you what the word covenant means? Listen to this. A covenant is an agreement between two people or groups specifically referencing that between God and his people which pledges his blessings in return for their obedience and devotion. For the Bible says in Genesis 17 and 9, then God said to Abraham, your responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. You see, family, Abraham refuses to hear from God and fail to obey. That is covenant behavior. Let me ask you a question. Can you say the same when God gives you a command like this? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. What we see here is obedience in the covenant. The text states that he rose up early in the morning. This is our first photo of Jesus in this chapter. Didn't Jesus raise up early Sunday morning? The text states also he saddled his donkey and took two of his young men as well as Isaac. Let me ask you another question. Didn't Jesus ride into Jerusalem in John chapter 12, verses 12 through 15, on a donkey for what we now know as Palm Sunday? Another photo of Jesus. Now, the word clay means to split. So Abraham prepared in obedience. He split the wood for the burnt offering. Can I tell you what the word obedience means? Of course you know, but let me tell you anyway. It means to hear God's word and perform accordingly it's not continue to pray it's not continue to think about it it just means i hear you god and now i'm gonna obey you god that's covenant behavior i can't help but notice our third photo of jesus in verse four i know you see it i know you do the text then reads on the third day didn't jesus raise up on the third day Oh, the symbolism in this text, I'm telling you, is something else. Abraham sees the place afar off. Abraham doesn't change his mind. He's traveling all this way, and he's looking at that baby boy. And and Moriah would have been about 50, 60 miles from Bathsheba. So imagine traveling from Larry all the way to Fresno, by land, and and you can imagine the terrain is is rocky and it's difficult. But he still traveled that way, and he still was obedient to God. He had an opportunity to change his mind. He's he's looking at that promised son, and he things are probably running through his mind. If I can use my sanctified imagination, but he's still obedient. And some of you, you making that same travel. You you've been traveling, and you have an opportunity to change your mind. But I'm telling you, don't do it. Stay in the will of God for 2015. Stay in the will of God, just like Abraham. (laughs) Abraham gathered the materials for Isaac for the burnt offering, and now he comes upon the location God has commanded him to be. What are we talking about here? We're talking about obedience being covenant behavior, and Abraham clearly displays obedience as covenant behavior. Verse five, it reads, and Abraham said unto his young man, abide ye here with the donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now, in verse five of chapter 22, Abraham tells two of his servants that came along, stay with the donkey while Isaac and him go worship. Then they will return back to them. First off, this is the first time the word worship is mentioned. In the Bible, worship is defined as reverent devotion and allegiance pledged to God. That means that you can't worship your car. You can't worship your house. Worship is only saved for God. Amen. Amen. The English term word worship comes from our own English term worthship, which means the worthiness of the one receiving special honor and devotion. They're talking about God. They're talking about God. Second, the Bible states in John 4, 24, God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Help me now. Third, if worship looks like this, then maybe it's time as Christians we evaluate our worship. I heard an old preacher say worship is not about what you have in your hand. It's about what you have in your heart. Now, what would give Abraham this type of faith to obey God anyway? I tell y'all, y'all keep asking these good questions. I'm going to keep trying to give you these good answers. And I think I have an answer for this one. You see, Abraham had experienced the resurrection power of God and the birth of Isaac. Remember, his wife, Sarah, was barren, right? And he was 100 years old, y'all, when this boy was born. She was 90, so you can imagine so if he believed that if God could provide a son out of her barren womb, then maybe he could resurrect Isaac from the dead. Now, I wrote a comment. K take comments. What makes this so powerful, people of God, is the fact that at this time, no human resurrection had taken place. So for Abraham to still have faith to believe that if God chose to, God can resurrect Isaac and bring him back from the dead is truly amazing. Tell somebody that's faith. See, that's real faith right there. That's, that's, that's some faith that you got to tell somebody about. Now, let me tell you what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen, according to Hebrews. Somebody might be wondering, well, how do I get this faith? Do I buy it in a store or could I find it on TV? no. You can't find it in the store. You can't buy it on TV. But I'm going to tell you, Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. (laughs) I mean, after, after all, Abraham is here to offer up his son Isaac, right? For Hebrews 11 and 17 through 19 says, by faith. Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called by faith, according, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence he also received him in a figure. I'm telling you, that's faith. Tell somebody, that's faith. You know what also that is? That's an unbelievable photo of salvation in Jesus as Abraham exhibits to us what his faith and God should look like as part of covenant behavior. Verse six says, and Abraham took the word wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac and his, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father! And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together. Family, listen, looking at verse 6, we see Isaac participating in the obedience of God as well. Abraham loads the wood on Isaac. Let me ask you another question since you've been asking me some. Didn't Jesus carry up his cross up Golgotha's hill? Oh, the imagery in this text is so precise. Abraham carries the knife in the fire. Imagine standing there loading this stuff up on your child, the one you've been promised to have, the one that you've been asked to, die, to kill in a burnt offering, the... the, the the trauma to Abraham, but still he's being faithful and obedient. And I want to let somebody know here, still be faithful and obedient to God, no matter how much it's going to cost you, no how much it's going to hurt. It's worth it. It's worth it. You know, I can remember when we were at the Mesqueta Center. Y'all remember that? Some of you was here watching and helping Pastor Wilson and his sons Lionel, Alex, and Aaron unload speakers, plants, microphones and amps into the building every Sunday. You remember that, Alex? I know you do. I can hear pastor saying to Lionel, Lionel, get the speakers. Alex, grab the amp. Aaron, get those plants. If something was missing, the boys knew to ask amongst themselves, where are the mic stands? They were attentive. The first and only time Isaac speaks in is in verse seven of this text. So you could tell Isaac was attentive. Because in verse 7, he notices, okay, we got the fire. Okay, daddy, we got the wood. But he asked the question, where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham calmly replies. In verse 8 of the text, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And I want to let somebody know here. Oh boy. Did God ever. His name was Jesus. For John 1 and 29 says. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him. And saith. Behold the lamb of God. Which taketh away the sin of the world. I'm telling you. God provided himself a lamb. He provided himself a lamb. And verse 9 reads, And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built the altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound his son Isaac, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. In verses 9 through 10, we see the continuance of obedience and faith. Being covenant behavior. You see, Abraham has all the material things he needs to complete. The burnt offering, the knife, the fire, and the wood. But he has something physical that has a choice to disobey. That's Isaac. You see, Isaac would have been 100 years younger than his father. So Isaac probably could overpower overpowered his, his dad and wrestled him. But the son submits to the will of the father. Oh, for a photo of Gethsemane. Father, not my will, but your will be done. Abraham bounds Isaac and lays him down on the altar. As Abraham takes the knife to slay his son. For James 2 and 21 through 22 says, Don't you remember our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions work together. His actions made his faith complete. You see, family, we see Isaac's covenant behavior of obedience and faith in action because it's been modeled to him. This whole journey, Isaac has watched his father obey. And put his faith in God. They worship together. They journey together. Now they show their obedience and faith in God. Together. I'm telling you. Obedience and faith is covenant behavior. Point number two. A God who shall provide. And verse number 11 reads. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. And said Abraham. Abraham. And he said Here. Am I? As I read verse 11, all I can think about is how the angel of the Lord intervened. Who is the angel of the Lord, you say? I got to tell you about him. You see, the angel of the Lord is believed to be the preincarnate Christ and the mystical messenger of God who performed tasks such as revelation, deliverance, and even destruction. The angel of the Lord calls out from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Well MacDonald, a friend of my spiritual library, says, "Here we discover the first of ten name repeats found in the Bible. <clears throat> Seven of those are spoken to man directly. The other three deal with presenting distinctive, prominent subjects. And verse 12 reads, it says, "And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son." Thy only son for me. As we look at verse 12, we had the beginning of godly intervention in the midst of your test. Why? Because Abraham's obedience and faith to God in the midst of his test. See, family, some of you will have obstacles like Abraham did and must be willing to overcome them and still be obedient in the midst of your test in 2015. Abraham had to overcome traveling a long way. Abraham had to overcome traveling for three days. Abraham had to overcome offering up his most prized position. And you, too, will have to overcome in 2015 some obstacles. But I want to let you know, God plans on intervening on your behalf as well, in your situation as well. Just keep having the faith and obedience and remain in God's will. Just listen to God give Abraham the commands in verse 12. Don't lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him. That's godly intervention. Then God tells Abraham. Now he knows that Abraham fears God. So I have a question for you. How much do you fear God? Do you fear God enough to give up your most prized possession if God requested it in 2015? Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's your car. Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's your money. Whatever it is, are you willing to give it up for God in 2015? Verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Here we are, family. In verse 13, the marvelous photo, talk about a Kodak moment. As Abraham lifted up his eyes, he sees a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. I'm telling you, this is a magnificent photo of Jesus at Calvary. It all makes sense. You know, I, I remember going to Chicago a couple of years ago, my wife and I traveling, and we were dropped off at the airport to catch a flight back to Fresno. And we were informed that our plane had took off at 1.20. Well, we just getting at the airport at 1.30. So instead of panicking and going to angry black man mode, I asked God, what are you doing? See, I knew I needed faith and obedience. And then talking to the lady behind the counter, turned out she was a Christian. So for 30 minutes, she was talking with her boss and they were trying to work some things out and they got us a different flight and not only did they give us a different flight y'all, I didn't even have to pay for my bags and not only that y'all, we got there sooner than we would have got there if we would have took our normal flight I'm telling you, God provided a lamb God will continue to provide lambs. Somebody in 2015 need to know, God will provide a lamb. Just wait on the Lord. He's ready to intervene. He's ready to come. He's ready to provide that lamb. Can I tell you about another lamb he provided? Had $45. Went to Winco. Favorite store. Seen chicken. $2 a pack. Got. Got eight packs, that's $16. Had $30 left, that's a lamb. Was broke as a joke one day. Went to my mailbox, found a check. Escrow was over account. Had $400, $200 for my wife, $200 for myself. That's a lamb. Have you ever experienced God providing a lamb for you? I know I experienced him providing it for me. Everything I have is a lamb. The house I have is a lamb. The car I drive is a lamb. The suit I'm wearing is a lamb. He provides lamb. Matter of fact, he provided so many lambs for me, I should be a farmer. 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 A lamb here. A lamb there. Everywhere I go, there's a lamb. Everywhere I see, there's a lamb. I'm telling you, in 2015, God's going to provide a lamb. He's going to intervene. If he did it then, he'll do it now. He's the same God. The same God that Abraham worshipped. He'll do it for you just like he did it for him. He will provide that lamb. Just trust and have faith in him. Just trust and have faith. Trust and have faith. Trust and have faith. Getting back to our text. Just like Abraham had told Isaac in verse 8, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Listen, listen, family. Our job is to obey and have faith. God's job is to intervene and provide the lamb. The offering up of Isaac for a burnt offering, only to have a ram take his place. For John 8 and 56 declares, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Look familiar? It should. You see, family, Jesus died in our place at Calvary. What I want you to understand is the symbolism of the Old Testament coincides with the actualism Of the New Testament. In chapter 22, Abraham stars as God the father, Isaac and the ram as Jesus, the only begotten son. What a photo. What a photo. Remember I said some photos have visual images that remain forever etched in your mind? Well, this is the one. This is that photo of Jesus taking your place and mine. The photo that we should always keep in our mind, a price that our Savior played. Here's a thought for you. Because of Abraham's obedience and faith in God, he got a preview of God's plan to save all of humanity. Imagine that. In verse 14, and Abraham called the name of that place, Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. We are joyfully reminded, family, as I'm bringing to a close, that Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide, is the name that Abraham gives this place. I'm telling you, in 2015, the Lord will provide himself a lamb. I'm so glad we have a God who shall provide salvation, a God who shall provide atonement for my sins, and a God who shall provide eternal life. All these things are captured in a photo of Jesus. For God so loved the world, part one. Amen. Amen. We discussed, as I bring to a close, obedience and faith is covenant behavior. We spoke about how faith and obedience is required in the midst of our test. And finally, how God will provide a lamb because we have a God who shall provide. Here's the application. This is what this means for you. Our relationship with God has been established by a covenant, which requires us to put our obedience and faith in God. No matter how tough the test, obey and have faith in God's command. Because no matter what the cost is, God can intervene and provide the lamb. Don't steal his glory. You let him provide and intervene. We have the photos from the Bible to prove it. Amen. If you are not a Christian, Jesus has a blessing waiting for you. It's called eternal life. Eternal life is life without end and everlasting existence with Jesus in heaven. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and mine, and you will have it. But without it, you will receive condemnation and spend eternal Eternity in hell with Satan, amen. Well, I'm done now. But in Genesis 22, we see the symbolism of Calvary. But 2,000 years ago, there was the actualism of Calvary. You see, my Savior did all those things that Abraham did and more. You see, they're hugging on the old rugged cross. On Friday, after beating him all night long, y'all. He died. And nothing happened on the Saturday. But early, early, early Sunday morning, he will rise with all power in his hand the lamb of god the one who gave it up the one who provided for me and you yes my jesus my savior your savior the lamb the precious lamb of god you know him i know him he's still doing it he's still providing he's still intervening he's still jesus he's still god by himself savior Holy Savior, exalted king, exalted prophet. He's all that and more. I tell you, Jesus, there's nobody like him. There's nothing that would ever be like him. He is my king. He is who I put my faith in. He is who I trust. He is the best. He's always giving me the best. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So in 2015, don't trust in nobody else. Trust in Jesus, my exalted savior. He will provide a lamb. He is the lamb. He will intervene. He will intervene. He's still doing it today. No matter what you're going through. Trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. In 2015 you might be tested. Trust Jesus. Obey and have faith. Obey and have faith. Trust the Lord. He will intervene. He will provide a lamb. He will provide that lamb. He is going to provide that lamb. He's still doing it. He's our savior. He never leaves you Forsaken, he'll never leave you forsaken. Thank you, Jesus. 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 The Lamb of God, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God. Behold, the Lamb of God, behold, the Lamb of God, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, he's my lamb, my provider, my provider, my lamb, my lamb, your lamb, your lamb, your lamb, my lamb, your lamb. lamb, your lamb Jesus, Jesus, huh? The lamb of God. He took my place. He's still providing. He's still providing. He's still providing. He's still providing. He's still providing my Savior, my Jesus. He's still providing in 2015. He's still providing. He's still providing.